Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Sky Guasco. This is episode 153 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I recap week 12 and dive into my ballers and stallers. Got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. Happy week 13. Hope you all have wonderful plans for this weekend, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Maybe you're off of work. You got friends and family in town uh, or maybe you're traveling a little bit. Be safe, especially those friends out east. Uh, I know you got some gnarly storms. We're starting to get a two on the West Coast and the Midwest as well. And uh, out to national and international, I wish everybody a uh, wonderful long weekend uh, filled with football, friends, family, and food. Hope you all enjoy it. Today we are going to recap week 12, and then I will dish out my ballers and stallers for week 12, as we always do. This is going into the last week, week 13 of the regular season. If you have playoffs set for week 17, we've mentioned it multiple times on the podcast. I highly recommend going into next season that you make sure that your championship is in week 16. The reason for that is that many teams, especially those teams locked up in the playoffs, the Rams have done it in the past, the Patriots have done it in the past, um, the Texans, the Ravens, uh, the 49ers might be doing it, uh, depending on their situation. Um, the Saints, for sure, you end up having your premier guys on your roster in those winning teams. They end up sitting out week um, week 17 uh, of the regular season because in the NFL season that leads them into the playoffs, right? So you have some of those top tiers that doesn't matter if they win or lose, they sit their studs, make sure that they're rested for the playoffs. You end up not having those guys available for your championship in fantasy football. We don't want that. We want to have our guns ablazing. That's week 16. Everybody's still competitive. Everybody still needs that win. Very rarely do people shut it down two weeks in advance. So try to have your playoffs week 14, 15, and 16. If you're playing week 17, then I recommend that you have a two-week schedule in the playoffs. So your first round would be week 13, um, excuse me, week 14 and 15. First round of playoffs, cumulative scoring versus those two teams. And then you have uh, week 16 and 17, cumulative scoring versus those two teams as well for the championship. So that way you at least have a chance to uh, play with uh, more competitiveness in week 16. But I digress. We'll get more into the playoffs here the rest of this week uh, with Lucas and Chris. But for now, let's jump into week 12 recap. We'll dive it all the way back to Thursday night football. Uh, the Colts fall short to the Texans, 20 to 17. This one in Houston. Uh, really nice competitive game, 10 to 10 and a half. And uh, the Colts in, or Texans rather end up getting an extra field goal. They move to seven and four. The Colts fall to Six and five, both uh, fighting for that playoff spot and really still the division uh, in the AFC South. New Hopkins, two touchdowns, and um, 
really starting to catch his stride, which is nice. Uh, we haven't gotten what we thought we were out of who most thought was the number one receiver this year in fantasy, but he is definitely starting to come to fruition here uh, in the second half. Deshaun Watson, almost 300 yards, two touchdowns for him. Jonathan Williams, 26 carries, 104 and a touchdown. Jonathan Williams filling in for Marlon Mack. And uh, Jordan Wilkins, who was healthy in this game, but uh, did not play. So um, Jonathan Williams becomes the guy. If you did not get him on waivers last week, you can pick him up this week. He should be good for another uh, week or two at least um, until they figure out that backfield. But Jonathan Williams looks good there. And Will Fuller, healthy finally, seven catches, 140 yards. Uh, could have been more. He missed on a couple there. Um, of course, uh, classic Will Fuller made a couple great deep grabs and uh, ended up getting up to hold his hamstring he ended up being fine um you know in the game but just you're always kind of holding your breath with will fuller but if he's healthy and he's out there you're playing him just like Deshaun uh jackson um so will fuller is out there on the other side uh not much offense really outside of jonathan williams for the colts so texans get a big win here on at home on thursday night football 20 to 17 the Texans have won seven of the last nine games versus the AFC South opponents, so that's going to definitely bode well with any uh, potential playoff uh, seeding tiebreakers. Let's move on to the Sunday slate. Let's go with the Falcons and the Buccaneers first. The Bucs get a big win on the road in Atlanta, 35-22. The Bucs move to 4-7. and seven. Falcons fall to 3-8. and eight. Uh, Chris Godwin had a monster game here, a career high, 184 yards on seven grabs. Two touchdowns. One was a 70-plus yard breakaway touchdown. The other one was a nice kind of, um, I guess you call it back shoulder. Frankly, I think it was just a shitty throw from Jameis that uh, Chris Godwin made a nice move on and, and was able to catch it for one hand uh, with one hand in front of the defender there. So Chris Godwin beasting out. Per usual with Tampa Bay, if uh, one of the receivers goes off, the other one usually does not. So it was Chris Godwin week, not Mike Evans, unfortunately. But Jameis Winston over 300 yards again, uh, three touchdowns for him it's never pretty but Jameis gets it done for fantasy purposes and Ronald Jones 12 carries 51 yards he gets in the end zone as well a nice uh, strong touchdown run for him uh, Matt Ryan ended up leaving the game late uh, Julio Jones mediocre game he ended up picking up a shoulder injury uh, Calvin Ridley looks great um, touchdown for him uh, but not much otherwise uh, Olsen who was the third string running back, ended up getting the touchdown. Brian Hill did not. So uh, the Falcons are still remaining a mess. Uh, they had played really nice the last two weeks, but not enough here against the Bucs. So the Bucs, a big win here uh, behind a career-high day for Chris Godwin, 35-22 over the Falcons. Next up, we have the Bills and the Broncos. Bills get a big win here, 23 uh, if you started the Bills DST, as I did in a couple of uh, leagues, you were very happy. I didn't think they would be this dominant, only three points for Denver. Um, but I was confident they were going to shut down the pass and potentially hold the running game, which they did. Uh, Philip Lindsay uh, led the charge, but Royce Freeman, um, minimal carries here. And I think this is starting to really turn into the Phil Philip Lindsay show, as they had alluded to the last couple of weeks in Denver. I still think Royce Freeman is just as good uh, as Philip Lindsay, but uh, the Broncos don't seem to think so. So instead of a 50-50 timeshare, which we've seen over the last year and a half, um, it looks like it's uh, definitely leaning toward Philip Lindsay with Royce Freeman um, as the uh, the sidebar there. So um, the Bills move to 8-3 and three, right behind the Patriots there in the AFC East, uh, looking like they're going to pick up one of those wild card spots as of right now. And the Broncos um, – 
still struggling here. Uh, three and eight, just one and five on the road. Josh Allen, just 185, but he gets two scores. Nice deep bomb to um, John Brown. Uh, that was a challenge in the end zone, but they did uh, upheld the call. So great catch from him. And uh, Devin Singletary, 21 carries, 106 yards for Devin Singletary. Frank Gore is definitely the backup and, um, you know, fading out. However, uh, the legend Frank Gore does make history this week, becoming the third highest rush yards um, total in NFL history. So he passes uh, his legend um, and his idol and many other idols, my favorite football player of all time, Barry Sanders. Um, he passes him for third all time. So he's just behind uh, Smith and um, Walter Payton. So um, big, big day for Frank Gore. Shouts out to him. Respect to the legend Frank Gore for sure. Um, but it looks like obviously he is trending downward and Devin Singletary trending upward. Cole Beasley, a big game as well. Six catches, 76 yards and a touchdown for him. Um, not much on the Broncos side, unfortunately, as I mentioned. Uh, so the Bills get a big win here at home, 20 to three over the Broncos. Next up, we have the Giants and the Bears. The Bears get the win at home, 19-14. They move to 5-6. and six. Giants fall to 2-9. and nine. Mitch Trubisky has two touchdowns and two interceptions in the win. Never pretty. He did have a rushing score, 278 yards. And uh, Saquon Barkley, 17 carries, 59 yards for him. Been struggling recently. And Allen Robinson has 100-plus yards. Receiving yards for the first time since week one with 131 yards, a touchdown on six receptions here. So the Bears are looking better, um, but they only score 19 points against a pretty terrible defense in the Giants. And uh, the Giants actually had moments uh, to potentially win this game, um, but they were not able to do so. So the Bears escape at home 19-14 over the Giants. Next up, we have the Bungles and the Steelers. The Bungles potentially could have won this game as well. They fall to 0-11. Uh, Steelers win the game here, moving to 6-5. They are now 16 uh, – or excuse me, they win the game 16-10. They are now 6-5. and five. Uh, Big uh, divisional matchup against the Browns this week, which we will get into. Next episode, Bengals 0-11 for the first time in franchise history. They have Andy Dalton coming back this week. It was just announced that Ryan Finley, who – took over for Andy Dalton a few weeks ago. He's actually going to be benched for Andy Dalton to come back. So it's a little bit of excitement for Bengals fans. They got to get a win. I mentioned last week, I actually picked the Bengals and Lucas and my uh, pick them. Um, and obviously I, I lost that, but I was confident that the Bengals could beat a beat up Steelers team and they just weren't able to, I might pick them again this week. Potentially we'll get to that, but I think the Bengals get a little bit of excitement with uh, Andy Dalton coming back. I know Joe Mixon uh, showed some enthusiasm on Twitter about it. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with AJ Green still, but he could potentially come back by the end of the year. Now that AJ Green, or excuse me, that Andy Dalton is um, back at it, so not 100 percent sure what they're going to do here. But uh, the Bengals got to get a win. It does them no good to go winless. They're pretty much already still going to wrap up that number one pick, so they might as well have a little bit of pride and win a game in Cincinnati. But Ryan Finley just won 92 and a touchdown again. Bench for um, Andy Dalton coming up. Benny Snell takes over for uh, James Conner and. Jalen Samuels, who's not doing much outside of just the pass work. So Benny Snell, sneaky pickup under waiver wires. Uh, 21 carries, 98 yards there for the Steelers. If he gets the work, he should be a nice play moving forward. And Tyler Boyd um, comes back after a few dud games recently. Five catches, 101, and a touchdown. 
Um, the Steelers did make uh, did make a quarterback change in this one. Mason Rudolph was benched um, for Duck Hodges, as they call him. Um, he came in right away uh, through a nice slant post route um, to uh, James Washington, and he took it to the house. So a big game for those two, and it looks like uh, Ducky will potentially be the starter moving forward. We will see what happens there. But hopefully for the Steelers, who are somehow still in the playoff um, discussion, even though they've been uh, absolutely, I, I think, terrible the last uh, <laughs> really all season, but they're still in the playoff race here. Um, if they can get James Conner and or Juju back, uh, they might be in, in better shape. So we shall see what happens here for the Steelers. Once again, the Steelers get the win 16-10 to 10 over the winless Mungles. Next up, we have the Browns and the Dolphins. Nick Chubb has the 90-plus scrimmage yards in 10 consecutive games. Very impressive for him. Even with Kareem Hunt coming back, the Browns look very good in this one. 28-3 uh, to three at halftime, and then they kind of put on cruise control in the uh, second half, scoring 13 more in the fourth quarter, but they had this game well in hand there. Um over the Dolphins, they win forty-one to twenty-four. They move to five and six, and the Dolphins fall to two and nine. Baker Mayfield, three twenty-seven and three touchdowns, easily his biggest game of the season. Nick Chubb over hundred yards and a touchdown, and Jarvis Landry ten for one forty-eight and two touchdowns. Odell Beckham also had a score in this one. Kareem Hunt also had a score in this one. So the the uh, Browns sharing the wealth here. Um, not much going on here. Devontae Parker, decent game. Uh, Ryan Fitzmagic does throw a, a, a score and gets pretty hyped on it, which is kind of just adorable because he's old and he knows he's at the end of his career. And um, anytime he throws a score, he's still just as enthusiastic, which I can definitely appreciate in uh, today's NFL. So shouts to Ryan Fitzmagic. But um, nonetheless, the Browns take care of the Dolphins as they should and are also kind of still alive in the uh, wild card race and a big game between the Browns and the Steelers. We saw what happened two weeks ago with the miles Garrett and the uh, Mason Rudolph mess. They're going to clean that up here. And uh, if the Browns get a win, they're both tied at six and six. And uh, that, that wild card position could be potentially wide open. Of course, the Ravens are running away with the uh, NFC or AFC North division, um, but they could be in, uh, in line for a potential, Wildcard spot there, the uh, Browns and the Steelers. Once again, the Browns, big win, 41-24 over the Dolphins. Next up, we have the Saints and the Panthers. Michael Thomas, eight-plus receptions and 100-plus receiving yards in five consecutive games. Dude is far and away the best receiver on the season so far. There's no way he will win the uh, MVP because they pretty much only give it to quarterbacks these days, uh, and rightfully so, um, no matter who you're rooting for or voting for. Lamar Jackson, um, you know, Russell Wilson, I think are obviously the, the two clear quarterbacks at this point. But even, you know, outside of Sunday night against the Niners, what uh, Aaron Rodgers has done with limited work here, Patrick Mahomes coming back um, after being injured, you know, there's a lot of options. But Michael Thomas and I think Christian McCaffrey are both – legitimate contenders for the wild card. We'll see if they actually uh, get any respect in that category. I just, I don't think they will against the quarterbacks, but nonetheless, Saints get a big win against the Panthers here. Uh, McCaffrey and Michael Thomas in the same game here did not disappoint 34 31 uh, on a last second. Will Lutz field goal uh, for the Saints to get the win. They moved to nine and two Panthers fall to five and six Drew Brees over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Latavius Murray, 64 yards rushing and a touchdown. And uh, Michael Thomas, as I mentioned, over hundred yards again and a touchdown and DJ Moore, uh, the 
far and away uh, number one option for the Panthers the last couple of weeks. Six receptions, 126, and two touchdowns there. Uh, Curtis Samuel um, has been falling by the wayside for sure, and Greg Olson's getting decent numbers for tight ends, uh, but not necessarily for your fantasy team there. So it looks like it's DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey for the uh, Panthers. So the Panthers fall to the Saints. The Panthers really could have won this game a couple of different times, but the Saints uh, persevere, scoring uh, 14 in the first, three in the second, 14 in the third, three in the fourth, and they get that Will Lutz last uh, second field goal to break the tie and get the win, 34-31 over the Panthers. Next up, we have the Raiders and the Jets, and the Jets absolutely bring it to them. The Jets have scored 30-plus points in three straight games for the first time since 2008. They beat the Raiders here 34-3. to My man Gary V has got to be uh, excited about a little bit a little bit of life here from the Jets. Um, they are now 4-3, uh, and three, which isn't – or excuse me, 4-7, and seven, which isn't incredible, but um, they are playing more competitive ball now that Sam Darnold's back after a month of mono and playing well. Um, so hopefully the Jets may be moving forward uh, could be pretty solid here um, in the next couple of years there with the Bills once somehow the Patriots dynasty slows down and uh, we'll see what the Dolphins are able to do. But I think it'll be the Jets and the Bills here um, over the next five years um, starting to take over that division. But in the immediate future, uh, the Jets get the win here 34 to three and are looking you know more promising to finish out the year strong at least knocking off potential playoff bound Raiders who had been playing real hot the last couple of weeks, but not enough in this one. Sam Darnold had over 300 yards and two touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell, 12 carries, 49 yards. Um, another chunk receiving. Again, not incredible numbers, but he is getting you that volume play. Uh, and as we'll mention on the TCK pod recap episode, um, Chris is getting plenty of work uh, in the commission FFP. They're getting Plenty of work out of Le'Veon Bell um, right now. So nothing super sexy. Definitely not a first-round running back uh, numbers, but the volume is king in fantasy football, and he's getting that. So it, it, it probably isn't ruining your weeks. Um, he's just not winning them for you necessarily by himself. Robbie Anderson, four catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown as well. Ryan Griffin stays hot. He gets a touchdown too, and Sam Darnold, uh, along with those two um, passing touchdowns also ran one in as well. So the Jets, a big win here at home, 34-3, to and the Jets have actually scored th- exactly 34 points in their last three games, which is uh, quite quite um, interesting. 34-3, Jets with a big win over the Raiders. Next up, Seahawks and the Eagles. The uh, Seahawks get a win here, 17-9 in a pretty ugly game, a rainy game in Philadelphia. Seahawks now 9-2, and and the Eagles 5-6. Zach Ertz, second fastest tight end to 500-plus career receptions. He was 12 for 91 and a touchdown on the day. Um, For the Eagles, Carson Wentz, 256 and a touchdown. Nothing super sexy here. He actually looked to uh, bang up his hand. I think he might have a a dislocation um, or a bone bruise at the point of me recording this. Uh, So we will obviously pay attention to that. I don't think he's going to miss significant time, but uh, something to monitor for sure. And on the other side, um, Russell Wilson does enough to to win here. Uh, he did have a nice lateral, kind of a double pass flea flicker from Chris Carson back to Russell Wilson for a nice touchdown there. Um, but really the the conversation for the day is Rashad Penny. 14 carries, 129 in the touchdown. Um, Chris Carson fumbled twice on back-to-back plays. 
He did not lose either one of them. Um, actually, pardon me. He didn't lose the first one. He actually landed right back on the first one. The second one was interesting. It was kind of a RPO, um, you know, runner pass option uh, there. And Russell Wilson kind of stuck in his chest. But if you watch a slow-mo replay of it, Chris Carson kind of closed his arms in a fake motion before he was going to get the ball, which makes me think he wasn't thinking he was going to get the ball at all. And Russell Wilson actually stuck it in there and handed off the ball where Chris Carson wasn't expecting it, a miscommunication. And at the end of the day, it was a fumble. I think after the game, Russell Wilson kind of came out and was like, yo, it wasn't totally Chris's fault. Uh, But nonetheless, it didn't look good for Chris Carson fumbling on two consecutive plays after being in kind of the fumble doghouse with Pete Carroll earlier this year. I'm a little concerned about that, um, although I don't think Chris Carson loses his job entirely. I do think uh, Rashad Penny will get more carries, um, maybe 8 to 10 per game, which is a lot on the other team for a backup. But with the Seahawks, you know, that's still probably a 70-30 to Chris Carson. But I will say Chris Carson should still get a number of work. He did come back in the game late after um, a 58-yard Uh, Awesome, strong touchdown from uh, Rashad Penny. Chris Carson came back in, caught a pass. He was still involved late. So I think when it comes down to it, if they needed a yard or they have a goal line opportunity, I think it would be Chris Carson. But Rashad Penny is certainly a factor as well. So let's keep an eye on that. And if you do have a waiver spot, then I would go scoop up Rashad Penny this week on waivers. 17-9, Seahawks uh, keep pace with the 49ers um, at 9-2, and and the Eagles are starting to eliminate themselves out of playoff contention. Next up, we have the Skins and the Lions. Uh, Jeff Driscoll, 200 yards and a touchdown. Bo Scarborough, almost 100 yards, 98 on 18 carries. Uh, He did have a fumble, though, and Terry McLaurin for the Redskins, 5 for 72 here. Skins get the win, actually, uh, on a last second. Um, Dustin Hopkins, uh, field goal, 19-6. They move to 2-9. Lions fall to three, seven, and one. Both these teams are pretty terrible, um, but uh, it was, you know, a competitive game ish. Um, and of course, I can't uh, leave the podcast without mentioning that Dwayne Haskins, who didn't play very well, but it was a starting quarterback for the Redskins and should be moving forward, actually missed the final kneel down because he was taking selfies with the people in the stands with a fan off to the sideline. He didn't know that they needed him. The team couldn't find him. So Case Keenum ran out there to take the final kneel down. Just a bozo move. I mentioned preseason when he got drafted. I think he's Jameis Winston 2.0. I'm sticking with it. I think once he gets uh, some talent in Washington and he's able to just cut loose and throw it, he's got a strong arm. He's going to make some cool plays. He's going to put up potentially big numbers fantasy wise, but I think he's going to throw just as many interceptions as touchdowns every week. Going to have shitty fumbles, going to make bad decisions on and off the field in his career. I just kind of think he's a bozo to be honest with you. He reminds me of Jameis Winston. So I rest my case, but uh, this selfie incident definitely um, (laughs) put a tally my direction. So 1916 uh, skins get the win here, but nothing much to talk about in Washington. Moving on, the Jags and the Titans, always a good matchup here. Derrick Henry doing it again to the Titans, or excuse me, to the Jags, rather. 19 carries, 159, and two touchdowns. Huge game once again. The Titans are now 4-1 and one with Tannehill as a starting quarterback and 2-4 and four with Mariota before that. Um, Derrick Henry, strong touchdown, long touchdown. Once again, 
The Titans had four touchdowns in the third quarter to really pull away here. Nick Foles, just 272, no touchdowns. Big day for Leonard Fournette as well, though. Two scores from him finally broke out, but a little too late maybe for fantasy owners, uh, i.e. myself, who had been holding on for too long. I'm not sure that's going to uh, make a huge difference, but A.J. Brown did uh, break out in this game once again. Four catches, 170, excuse me, 135 and a touchdown. Um, a nice long uh catch and score for him as well so titans get the big win here 42 20 at home they move to six and five stay relevant and the jags pretty much eliminated at this point at four and seven a couple more games here uh the what was supposed to be the game of the week in foxborough a rainy sloppy mess the patriots win an ugly one 13 to 9 they moved to 10 and 1 uh tied with the best record in football with the 49ers Cowboys lose six to five here. Jason Garrett on the hot seat for sure. Um, Jerry Jones finally called him out. The Patriots won their 21st consecutive home game, including the playoffs. Dak Prescott just two 12 and a pick on the day. Tom Brady, not much, but he did have the lone touchdown early to Nikhil Harry for his first NFL touchdown. Zeke Elliott, 21 carries, 86 yards. Not much from anybody else in the run game. James White held in check. Burkhead, Sony Michelle, everybody else, not much. Julian Edelman, eight for 93. Amari Cooper, no receptions. Michael Gallup, decent game, but they were definitely missing each other again. So a really ugly one here in Foxborough. 13 to 9. Patriots win this one. I would love to see this matchup again on a dry field because I think they actually compete pretty well with each other. But this game was ugly. Patriots get the win here. Uh move to 10 and 1. Also 10 and 1, the 49ers. Sunday night football dismantle the Packers. Absolutely take care of the Packers uh in this game. 37 to 8, and it wasn't even that close. The Niners were up 23-0 at halftime. They are tied for the best start through 11 games in franchise history at 10 and 1. They win this game 37 to 8. The Packers fall to 8 and 3. They're still very much in the race, but did not look good in this game, scoring just eight points uh, in the third quarter, and they were held scoreless the rest of the game. Jimmy G, 253 and two touchdowns. Raheem Mostert, six for 45 and a touchdown. And George Kittle comes back after a few games out, six for 129 and a touchdown. Looks really, really good there. Debo Samuel has a nice play. Um, The 49ers in general just looked uh, like a well oiled machine on. Both sides of the ball here. Um, McLaughlin, their kicker, was also uh, really uh, flawless in this game as well. So hitting three field goals. Um, Niners are looking really, really good here. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers, literally, statistically, his worst game of his NFL career. Jamal Williams had more carries than Aaron Jones. And um, Devontae Adams was peppered in targets but was not very efficient with them, which is a concern. So Aaron Rodgers is going to be interesting. He's not an automatic start, obviously. I actually played Sam Darnold and Jameis Winston over Aaron Rodgers in two different leagues, and that certainly panned out this week. So moving down the playoffs, make sure that you're not automatically playing the names. We talked about this last episode. Do not automatically start your studs, as they say, because in the playoffs, you're not guaranteed to get a stud performance. So make sure that there's a positive matchup to go along with those studs there. So Niners, Huge win here, um, staying in first place in the NFC, 37-8. to eight, and They have the game of the season next week against the Ravens, who dismantled the Rams on Monday Night Football. The Ravens moved to 9-2. and two. This game's in Baltimore against the Niners uh, next week. We'll go into that later on with the guys. But the Ravens, 9-2 and two now, um, and the Rams, 6-5. and five. The Rams do not look good. Six points in the second quarter, shutout. Otherwise, the Ravens, 
had 14 points in both the first and second quarter, 17 in the second half, 45 to six. The Ravens' huge win here. Lamar Jackson, what can we say? Uh, five touchdowns here. He almost had another long rushing score where he got tripped up on the one yard line and they handed it off to Mark Ingram. He could have easily had six touchdowns in this game. Uh, Lamar Jackson is absolutely, absolutely unreal. Fantastic, fantastic player and uh, carrying the Ravens to seven straight wins, uh, which is the longest active streak in the NFL right now. On the other side, Jared Goff, just 212 and two touchdowns there. Robert Woods did return for a decent game, six for 97. Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks did not do much, and um, neither did uh, Todd Gurley for the Rams. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Mark Ingram, a big game, 15 carries, 111 yards and a touchdown and, uh, Hollywood Brown, two scores for him. And, uh, Mark Andrews, uh, could have had a bigger game. He dropped a, uh, would probably would have been a 20, 30 yard pass, but, um, uh, plenty of work for, for Mark Andrews as well. So well-oiled machine, just like in San Francisco, Baltimore and San Francisco to me clearly look like the two best teams in the NFL all around right now. It's going to be, Big big game. They can't apparently they can't flex the game to Sunday night football, unfortunately, this week. So as of right now, I believe it's slated as a morning game on the West Coast, 10 a.m. for me. Uh it'd be 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, but in the early slate of games for the Niners and the Ravens next week. But either way, um, that's gonna be an incredible game. Uh all eyes on the NFL on that game, and uh could potentially be a true um Super Bowl preview there. So Huge game uh, coming up with the Ravens and the Niners, but the Niners and the Ravens both get very, very uh, impressive wins um, over uh, the Packers and the Rams this week. And a reminder that on a bye this week, or excuse me, in week 12 on a bye was the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Cardinals, and the Chargers. It is week 13. We are done with buys. You no longer have to deal with that with your fantasy rosters. When I come back from the break, we will talk about our ballers and stallers for week 12. And on the next episode, we will preview week 13, the last week of the regular season for fantasy football, and the week right before fantasy playoffs. Hey, listeners, let's take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and want to find the Candlestick Kids outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod, Twitter at tck underscore pod, Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, or drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a rate and review wherever you're listening. It really helps us to get your feedback. Finally, please visit our website at tckpod.com for weekly rankings, Lucas's Start Sit article, and more. Before we get into the second half of the episode, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. Stay tuned. Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid 
to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Let's talk about our ballers and stallers for week 12. Start with the quarterbacks per usual. No surprise here. Lamar Jackson crushing it. Just 169 through the air, but five touchdowns, 15 completions, five touchdowns. So for every three passes, he threw a touchdown. Unbelievable efficiency, of course. Eight carries, 95 yards on the ground as well. 36-plus fantasy points for Lamar Jackson. Next up, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, A lot of surprises up here at the top. I actually, um, in the TCK Pod League, spoiler alert, we'll get to it uh, later on this week, but I meant to pick up Ryan Tannehill and start him over Dak Prescott, actually. Long story short, I didn't end up doing it. I'm not making excuses, uh, but that's what I did intend to do, and I didn't do it, and I'm kicking myself because Ryan Tannehill had a really nice game as well, 259, two scores through uh, through the air, and he also had seven carries for 40 yards and two scores on the ground as well, so 30-plus fantasy points for him too. Sam Donald, another streaming option. I put over um, uh, Aaron Rodgers, as I mentioned. Uh, 315 and two scores and another one on the ground as well. Jameis Winston, two interceptions per usual, but standard 300 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. You could pretty much write it in every week for Jameis Winston. Baker Mayfield, nice game finally. Uh, 300 yards, uh, 327 to be exact, three touchdowns. And did have one interception, but Baker played really well in this game. Kyle Allen, 250 and three scores for him. Ryan Fitzmagic, two Passing scores, one rushing score. And Drew Brees, 300 yards, uh, three touchdowns here. Uh, A couple honorable mentions, Josh Allen, uh, Deshaun Watson, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Daniel Jones all had two passing scores. Mitch Trubisky had a passing score and a rushing score as well. A couple guys that let you down for your stallers. Uh, Nick Foles, if you're streaming him, just 272, no scores. Jacoby Brissett, 129, no scores for him. Tom Brady, 190, and just one touchdown. Russell Wilson, 200, and one touchdown for him, nothing on the ground. Aaron Rodgers, 104, and a score. I just mentioned that was his worst statistical passing game in his career against the 49ers. Carson Wentz, 256, one score, but two picks there. And uh, Matt Ryan, 271, nothing. Dak Prescott, 212, nothing. And... Um, Derek Carr, another streaming option there, potentially against the Jets, but just 127 and no scores there for him. So those are your ballers and sellers for the quarterback position. We'll jump into the running backs. And my man, Lenny Fournette, finally number one here, 36, almost 37 fantasy points, uh, 24 carries, 97 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground, nine receptions, 62 yards on 12 targets through the air. So Leonard Fournette finally getting a, a massive workload in the passing game. He really has been all season, but it's nice to see uh, Doug Marone really 
you know, coming, being honest. They said they were going to do this in the preseason. They are doing it. Um, it's obviously helping fantasy owners a lot. And the Jags, I think, are a better team when Leonard Fournette is getting the ball constantly because Nick Foles is not that good of a quarterback. So um, Leonard Fournette, big game here, uh, two touchdowns. Over 150 total yards, and hopefully we will see that continue moving forward. Christian McCaffrey, uh, stable up at the top three, 22 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Another nine for 69, and a score through the air as well. Derrick Henry, big game, 19 for 159 and two scores, um, and another 16-yard reception for him as well. Nick Chubb, 21 for 106 in the score, three catches, 58 yards from him. Mark Ingram. 15 for 111 and a score. He also had a receiving score as well. And Jonathan Williams filling in for Marlon Mack, as I mentioned, 26 carries. Most carries on the week, 26 carries, 104, and a touchdown for him. Alvin Kamara, just 40, uh, 54 yards through the uh, – excuse me, 54 yards on the ground, another 48 through the air, and nine receptions if you're in PPR leagues. Of course, he helped out there. No scores for Alvin Kamara, and his numbers aren't as gaudy as they were last year, but very consistent, of course. Uh, Rashad Penny, 14 carries, 129, and a touchdown. Again, I don't think Chris Carson is going to lose his job, but I think he is going to lose touches overall to Rashad Penny. So I believe Chris Carson is still a weekly starter, um, but Rashad Penny may also be a flex position uh, now, depending on your running back uh, situation. But without um, buys in our way, I'm not sure that you're going to need to start him. What I would do is pick up Rashad Penny and sit on him for a week uh, and just see what that looks like moving forward. Uh, Zeke Elliott, 21 carries, 86 yards, four catches, 40 yards. Um, a couple honorable mentions, Le'Veon Bell, 17 touches, um, just over uh, about 112, 120 yards. Uh, for him, no touchdowns, but he's got 15 fantasy points there. Ronald Jones, 12 for 51 in the score. Uh, Jamal Williams, 11 carries. He had 18 touches for 80 yards in this game, um, but not much overall. 44, 45 on the ground, 35 through the air. Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman each score uh, for the 49ers, and Kareem Hunt got a score as well. Um, Latavius Murray got a touchdown, and Devin Singletary over 100 yards. Let's go with a couple uh, stallers here. Sony Michelle, 20 carries for 85 yards, nothing in the past game. So unless you get a point per carry, uh, Sonny Michelle um, not getting it done, not falling in the end zone in a sloppy game, just 85 yards on the ground. Not terrible considering the conditions, um, but with no touchdown there, that's just uh, you know eight and a half fantasy points, not what you wanted from your potentially your RB2 on your team. Um, Saquon Barkley, 17 for 59, just one yard through the air as well. Joe Mixon, uh, 18 carries, 79 yards, nothing through the pass game, which I think needs to change immediately. Hopefully next year we'll see uh, Joe Mixon as more of a unified workhorse once the Bengals get healthy. Phillip Lindsay, 13 carries, 57 yards, and an 11-yard reception. Bo Scarborough, 18 for 98. Carlos Hyde, 16 for 67. And Frankie Gore, eight, uh, 15 for 65 there. Jalen Samuels, again, not much on the ground, two for six, three catches for 26 yards there. Um, definitely a letdown. Devin single or excuse me, David Montgomery, uh, 13 for 22 and two for nine through the air. Todd Gurley, six for 22, three for negative three on the ground. And Royce Freeman, just two for 20 and two for nine uh, on the ground and through the air. Darius Geis, um, dials it back 10 for 32. Unfortunately, Josh Jacobs, 10 for 34 there. And Ty Johnson remains to not do anything. Looks like he is uh, back to the uh, backup role there. Aaron Jones, too, really letting down 13 carries for 38 yards. Nothing through the uh, pass game. Um, he did only have one target as well. So since 
Devontae Adams has come back. Aaron Jones has not been much in the passing game, unfortunately. Um, he was dominant in the passing game before Devontae Adams came back, and now that he's here, uh, he's definitely falling by the wayside, unfortunately. So those are your ballers and sellers for the running backs. Let's get on to the receivers. Chris Godwin crushing, as I mentioned, 7 for 80, 184 and two touchdowns on eight targets. Jarvis Landry, 10 for 148 and two touchdowns on 13 targets versus old team, the Miami Dolphins. DJ Moore, 6 for 126 and two. New Hopkins, 6 for 94 and two. And Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson, and A.J. Brown and Will Fuller all have a touchdown and over 100 yards there. Uh, Will Fuller did not have a score, but he had 140 yards on 11 targets. And uh, Calvin Ridley and um, Marquise Brown also score a touchdown here. Some honorable mentions with scores. Uh, Odell has 6 for 84 and a touchdown. Cole Beasley, Devontae Adams, uh, Tyler Boyd, James Washington, Robbie Anderson, all have touchdowns as well. Um, Julian Edelman, eight for 93. Robert Woods, six for seven, uh, 97. And Russell Gage uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, eight for 76. Willie Sneed makes an appearance here with two touchdowns, two catches, 14 yards, but for two touchdowns there, nobody played him, I'm sure. And Devontae Parker, decent game, six for 91. A couple honorable mentions here. Uh, Debo Samuel, two for 50 and a score. Uh, Golden Tate, Three for 33 and a score. Randall Cobb, eight for 86. Terry McLaurin, five for 72. John Brown, two for 39, but he did get a touchdown. Couple stallers at the wide receiver position. Julio Jones, again, uh, dealing with a shoulder injury. We'll get to that later on this week. Five for 68 on nine targets. Uh, Jacoby Myers did have a nice uh, game for the Patriots. Nobody really played him, so I guess he shouldn't be in the staller category, but four for 74 there. Uh, for him, I think he could potentially be a top dog moving forward, though, for the Patriots to so keep an eye on him. Definitely in dynasty leagues. Uh, DJ Chark, five for 38. Darius Slayton, four for 67. Kenny Galladay, four for 61. Marvin Jones, four for or five for 46. Cooper Cup, six for 35. Michael Gallup, four for 55. Mike Evans, four for 50. And, um, Chris Conley, who is somebody that I streamed, I thought would have a better move, uh, a better week this week. Uh, four for 49 from him and DK Metcalf, three for 37. And of course, as I mentioned, um, Amari Cooper, uh, no receptions, just two targets on the, the day. Stefan Gilmore shutting him down as he does everybody. Let's go on to the tight ends and we will get out of here. Zach Ertz, number one tight end on the week, almost 30 fantasy points, 12 for 91 and a score on 14 targets. George Kittle, six for 129 uh, and one on six targets. So six for six for George Kittle, a great long touchdown for him, showing his burst and athleticism. Jared Cook, six for 99 and a touchdown on six targets. And Caden Smith uh, for the Titans filling in for Evan Ingram. Uh has uh, five for 17, but he does get that score. And we know with tight ends, if you get a touchdown, you're pretty much in the top 10. Um, and let's listen to this. So we know the big three here. So Ertz, Kittle, and Cook had legitimate games. Um, six receptions, at least 90 yards, and a touchdown. But the next, let's see, one, two, three, four. The rest of the top 10 here, Caden uh, Smith. Five for 17 and a touchdown. Mike Kosicki, three for 28 and a touchdown. Logan Thomas, two for 24 and a touchdown. Ryan Griffin, three for 13 and a touchdown. Greg Olson, five for uh, 44. 
no touchdown, but he was up there. And Eric Ebron, before uh, landing on IR for the season, opening up the door for Jack Doyle, four for 44. Uh, Dallas Goddard here, uh, three for 32. And a couple of the uh, stallers on the week, Darren Waller, three for 41. Mark Andrews, two for 45, which really, again, should have been more like three for probably 70 uh, on the week and, and a potential score as well. So that could have been a massive day for Mark Andrews. He'll be fine moving forward. Jack Doyle, just three for 28 on four targets, but I think that's going to skyrocket um, now that Eric Ebron is out of the way there in Indianapolis. So I like Jack Doyle a lot moving forward. Um, Noah Fant, three for 14. Gerald Everett, two for 23. Uh, Jacob Hollister, two for 22, and Darren Fells, one for 24. Not much going on here for the tight ends, uh, and I guess I will just mention a couple other super deep ones. One catch uh, and 10 yards for O.J. Howard, one catch for and seven yards for uh, Jimmy Graham, and one catch for seven yards on uh, Tyler Eifert, and one for five on Jason Witten. So you really need to have a top tight end performance um, to – you know, really stand out in your fantasy leagues. Um, we know that those main guys aren't always who we think they're going to be. Um, Travis Kelsey, of course, on a bye this week, um, and a couple of those guys getting injured. But those are the ballers and stallers for week 12. And as I mentioned before the break, getting into week 13, uh, this is the final week of the regular season for fantasy football, and we are uh, jumping into the fantasy playoffs. So for those of you um, still clawing your way into a playoff spot, stay focused. Don't always start your stud. Make sure that there's a good matchup as well. And pay attention to injuries that may not affect your guys directly, but they could affect somebody else, such as if you um, don't have Eric Ebron, but you have Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron getting hurt on someone else's team helps Jack Doyle, right? So pay attention to that and uh, make sure that you are having your wits about you in week 13 so that we can uh, continue to talk to you over the next couple of weeks through the fantasy playoffs. So that'll do it for this episode. Um, make sure you tune in the rest of the week for uh, with Chris and uh, Lucas and myself as we break down the rest of week 13 and get ready for those fantasy playoffs. Best of luck, y'all. Have a great week. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast page. Make sure to check out our website, tckpod.com, for my weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start sit column, as well as fantasy playoff matchup calendars. They may help you with your matchups moving forward into the fantasy playoffs. If you gain any value from this episode, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening and leave a rate and review to the podcast, as well as give us a like and a follow on our social medias. It really makes a difference for us, and we appreciate your feedback. Make the most of the rest of your day, and we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Scott Guasco, and I am out of here. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.